Joining us now in our studios is Northfield Schools Superintendent, Dr. Matt Hilton. Matt, good morning. Well, good morning, Jeff. I think winter is uh, arriving here in the upper Midwest. You know, we've had six weeks of winter that hasn't been winter. Yeah. You know, hopefully we only have six weeks of what's coming up and then we'll just move right into spring. Well, not that I listen to any other content other than KYMN, but I did hear that 49 of the 50 states or something like that, at least 48 of uh, 47 of 40 of the continental U.S. Uh, is under some kind of weather watch or warning today. So I think, uh, mm. I think maybe they said North Dakota was the only one that wasn't. So. Wow. Coming back, right? <laughs> North Dakotans got that going for them. You had uh, last night the first school board meeting of uh, 2024. And why don't we start off by just doing the, the house, cleaping, uh, house cleaning and housekeeping that you kind of do, you have to do to start each year. Tell us about that. Yes, the board held their organizational meeting uh, to begin last night. And so we hold that uh, meeting, the first meeting in January. It's supposed to be as close to that first Monday uh, in January as possible. And so uh, one of the things that we had that was kind of a neat thing, Jeff, was we had uh, Minnesota Associate Supreme Court Justice and KYMN celebrity Gordon Moore uh, come in and administer the ceremonial oath of office to all of our board members. So, you know, typically you only administer the oath of office to new board members, something we've decided just as a public uh, showing of solidarity and our commitment to public service and to public education is that Every year at the organizational meeting, all board members are going to take the ceremonial oath of office together, and we were fortunate to have uh, uh, Justice Moore do that last night. And you know, he's a former Worthington school board member and just really passionate about public service, and really shared his appreciation for the really hard work that locally elected officials like school board members do. So we thank uh, Associate Justice Moore and uh, for coming in and sharing his talent with us. All right. Uh, anything else from the organizational meeting that uh, we need to know? We, we elected officers. So mm. uh, Claudia Gonzalez-George will remain as our chair. Corey Butler was elected vice chair. Amy Gerwitz will continue as clerk. And Ben Miller will be the treasurer. Uh, all of those offices were elected unanimously by the board. And then they did all the other organizational tasks and all of that, like the timing of the meetings and things like that. That's remaining as the same as last year. Superintendent Hillman is with us from the Northfield School District. Let's move into the uh, regular meeting, starting things off with, uh, you got reports from the two charter schools that you sponsor, uh, Arcadia and Prairie Creek. Tell us about those. So, as you know, the Northfield School District is one of only two remaining traditional public school districts in the state that go through the rigorous process of being certified as a charter school authorizer. Uh, Minnesota was the first state in the country to pass a law that allowed for charter schools, which uh, were allowed to really be more of a lab school kind of approach, that they could use different approaches, and they were free from some of the bureaucracy that uh, the state has for traditional public school districts. And so we are have been very proud to uh, authorize Arcadia and Prairie Creek for quite some time, and uh, Laura Stelter, the director from Arcadia, and Simon Tyler, the director from Prairie Creek, were at the board meeting. They shared some updates on what's going on in the schools there. For example, uh, you know, Prairie Creek right now is engaged in putting together a school-wide opera. So this is an example of how Prairie Creek really focuses on integrating the arts and all of these kinds of things into their curriculum every single day. Uh, and then Arcadia really highlighted things, again, their project-based learning around things like senior projects. And I know Laura is a guest on KYMN every so often to share updates about Arcadia. And we're really uh, proud of both of those schools and the choice, the public school choice, and the services that they offer uh, to people in our community. And 
What's interesting is we're seeing more and more people from surrounding school districts who are choosing those charter schools. So I think some people think, oh, it's all Northfield kids that go there. That's not true anymore. There's quite a few students from surrounding school districts who are choosing Arcadian Prairie Creek. The important, one of the important things about charter schools, because they are much smaller, only 130 or 110 students, their financial situation really has to be managed incredibly well. And so both of the schools have very solid fund balances because if either of them, which we don't anticipate happening since they do have waiting lists at most grade levels, uh, if they were to have a, a, a loss of enrollment, that would really hurt their budget. So just really want to congratulate both Arcadia and Prairie Creek on solid fund balances that you know, will help them navigate the inevitable ups and downs of uh, school funding in Minnesota. Yeah, I know the uh, schools here in town, the public schools in Northfield, have to have a uh, um, kind of a progress uh, update and a you know, roadmap to success. Is that, do they have the similar type thing? Is that type of thing presented uh, during the meeting last night? Absolutely. So they have a, a strategic plan, you know, just like uh, our school district does. And when they provide their reports to the board, we actually use a very similar template uh, that we do for our traditional public schools to provide their annual school improvement progress report. A little bit different because there's a little bit of a different approach, but similar in that way. They also presented their academic results from the Minnesota Comprehensive Assessments. Charter schools are public schools, and so they are required to take those standardized assessments just like the traditional public school district students. Uh, Superintendent Hillman once again with us. Uh, what else went on last night at the uh, school board meeting? Every three years, uh, school districts in Minnesota are required to complete something for Minnesota management and budget called the pay equity report. And so, Jeff, this is a study. It looks at all of our employee groups, uh, job classifications, and it determines uh, that male and female-dominated employee groups are receiving equitable pay based on objective uh, job point evaluation. So every job description in the district is evaluated. We use something that's called the decision band method. It's a widely accepted and widely used uh, method of uh, objectively evaluating positions rather than the people in those positions. Uh, and so those uh, pay equity reports are, are based on a review of what people do every day in those jobs. And uh, we determine the levels of responsibility, the kind of authority and decision making that each employee is asked to perform. And these are used to determine their job point classifications. And so then there's a statistical analysis. There's actually three statistical tests uh, that school districts are required to pass. Happy to report that we are passing all three of those tests. And again, we do this every three years. And it's quite a lift for Molly Wieselman, our Director of Human Resources, and the HR Department. We do enlist some outside help from a consultant because this is something that we don't do very often. Uh, but again, it's just a built-in checks and balance to make sure uh, that our male and female-dominated employee classes are receiving equitable pay based upon the independent evaluation of their job descriptions. Boy, that must be quite the formula. You mentioned uh, heavy lifting, but uh, it, I'm presuming that that takes into account, say, one department may have um, a couple of fairly new teachers, and a different department, uh, regardless of the gender of the teachers, may have uh, uh, you know, quite a bit uh, more experience that are higher on the pay level. Does it take all that information into account? It does take all of that range of salary based on your experience. So there's a number of tests. There's one are one of the tests that you're talking about is what are the number of years that it takes you to get to your maximum pay within a job category? So, for example, you know, teachers, it takes them longer. It's a 10-year, 10-year, uh, a 10-step schedule, you know, versus, uh, say, a four-step schedule in some of our other areas. So it, it does take a look at that. 
uh, just to make sure that, again, male and female dominated, cla dominated employment classes are be being treated equitably. Really what it looks at, Jeff, is what is the kind of authority that you have each day? What are the kinds of decisions that you're empowered to make? Um, do you supervise people? All of those kinds of things come into play with the decision ban method. Uh, we're talking once again with superintendent of schools, uh, Matt Hillman. Uh, what's next? Uh, I'm looking. I kind of got lost here a little bit. You, what's, what's the next one? Uh, well, you're you're doing on this agenda. one. You're a one person radio station today. <laughs> this is this is pretty impressive to see you uh, pulling all of this off. So. Uh, I think the the last thing to talk about today would be uh, the bond referendum uh, prep that we're doing, the potential bond referendum preparation that we're doing. So as people know, we have been evaluating, uh, we've talked about this, I think, ad nauseum, but we've been evaluating what are the, the facility problems that we need to solve at Northfield High School. It's an aging building. We've taken good care of it, but there are just some problems to solve, uh, both uh, from an operational perspective and then also uh, a modern educational perspective that the board has been evaluating. And so there are 22 or 23 problems that the board has uh, uh, come to consensus on that these are problems that we're looking to solve. And as you know, we've held several work sessions. We've already conducted a couple of tours of the high school. We took a bus trip to Owatonna so people could see, you know, what brand new construction looks like. Not that that's what we need, clearly saying that, but so people know what a 2023 high school construction looks like. Uh, so the next steps, Jeff, that we're working on right now as we come back after the new year yesterday, um, as reported here on KYMN last week, uh, we began a telephone survey of district residents. And so it's a scientific, randomized, stratified sample survey that's conducted by a public opinion firm called Morris Leatherman from the Twin Cities. Very reputable group, does a lot of work like this across, uh, I think, the entire country. And what they're going to do is they are going to call 400 district residents, and now we're going to keep calling until they get 400 residents. That is a representative sample of our community. And so that's what a randomized, stratified sample survey means. It means that they're calling people at random, but they're also making sure that the people who they call fit into the various demographic categories. So we get the best picture that we can of how the community feels about some of the problems that we're trying to address at the high school, what it might cost uh, to address those kinds of things. And there's a margin of error of plus or minus 4.8%. Really good, actually, for uh, this kind of survey. Gives us some solid data. For people who are thinking about, uh, well, don't want answers their phones anymore. Well, they actually do because they, they've got good results. But for people listening, if you receive a call, caller ID would be Morris Leatherman and it'd be from a 507 or 952 uh, area code. So please pick up the phone because we want to hear what you've got to say. I will uh, be glad to pick up the phone if, as long as it's identified. And the Morris something, 507, Morris yep. got it, okay. Yep. I'm getting out my phone right now, getting ready for that phone call. Well, Answer it on the air and we can uh, Jeff, if you get called, you should go out and play the lottery, right? Because you think of it as <laughs> something more than, you know, there's about, well, there are quite a few residents in the Northfield School District who could be called. And so 178 square miles, uh, if you get called, you might want to go out and play the lottery because it's your lucky day and lucky for us as well. Uh, along with this survey, as far as the referendum goes, uh, was there any other discussions about that last night? Yep. Uh, are you kind of whittling it down now or getting a good idea? So, you know, we're coming at, back after the winter break and just starting those discussions again. So just a couple of dates for people to be aware of. January 16th, so a week from today, um, from uh, 530 to 730 in the high school media center, we'll be doing another work session. 
And so, as you know, we've been working on what are the problems to solve, trying to avoid getting what's the solution, right? Let's start with being really clear about the problems to solve. And I've had a few people say, Matt, just get to it. Pick something. Nope, that's not the way it's going to work because we are being very deliberate and we are very being very thoughtful about ensuring we're really clear about what are the kinds of things that we need to address. And so we are now getting to the point of options. So uh, representatives from Wold Architects and Knudsen Construction, those are the firms that we worked with on the 2018 bond referendum projects that all, mind you, came in $2 million less than anticipated. They will start to give us some costs on some of the options. Um, there's, all, there's a handful of pathways, right? There's more than one pathway. There's a variety of ways that we can solve the problems that have been identified, and Wold and Knudsen are going to start sharing with the board what those costs could be based upon uh, their best estimates, and so we're moving toward that. Next tour, I really encourage people, I think, I've had a few people say, oh, I went to school there. I know exactly what that place is like. And I would just really uh, invite you to consider coming to a tour because I've toured a number of alumni, you know, who graduated as uh, recently as 10 years ago who come back in with a fresh look and say, oh, I I really hadn't thought of it that way. And so please come on a tour. Um, we just want you to see what we're talking about. And then you can make your own decision about what you think the right pathway to move forward is. Of course, you've got people have that right, but we want them to be working from uh, an actual um you know, having the best information that they can. So January 20th is the next tour. January 20th. What time and where do they meet? 10 a.m. to noon. And mm -hmm. it's a, it's, we all move together as a group. So 10 a.m. Uh, to noon, we'll start in the Northfield High School Media Center. And then following that, Jeff, again, we're really trying, as you, I think you can assure people who are listening, we have been trying to get as much feedback before the board makes any kind of decision of what, if anything, to put on, the ballot for a bond referendum in November. We really want to help have the community help us in shaping whatever solution that the board decides on. And so on January 29th, uh, that's a Monday, uh, we're going to have a public feedback meeting at the high school. It's going to start in the auditorium. Again, it's we really need to be people to be there for the whole time. It's we're going to run from 6 to 8 uh, or a little bit after 8 p.m. The format for that meeting is we're going to meet in the auditorium we're going to share some information, the problems to solve, the cost of what some of the options, uh, potential options could be. Then we're going to have people break out into up to seven rooms. And in each room, there'll be a board member and an administrator. And everyone in that room will have an opportunity to share their perspective. No one's going to dominate that room. It's going to be, what do you think? What do you think? What do you, going around the circle until everybody's had a chance to talk. And then we can have additional discussion. That's for folks who might not be comfortable getting up in front of an auditorium uh, full of people. After that is over, we'll come back to the auditorium. Then we'll have a public comment style opportunity. So people would have two minutes to address the board in front of all of the attendees. And then finally, the board will do a little bit of a debrief about what are the kinds of things that they heard. And again, this is just another step in our methodical approach to gathering community feedback in person, through the tours, through a survey, all of these things to help the board make the wisest decision that they can and we're targeting uh, March 11th uh, for that uh, decision. We'll receive the data from the survey on February 26th, Jeff. And what was the date again uh, on the uh, meeting that you were having? The January 29th. 29th. Yep. And it's 20th on the tour. Yep. January 20th is the next high school tour, 10 a.m. to noon in the high school media center. We'll have another tour in February. We can give that date a little bit later. Um, January 29th is public feedback meeting, 6 to 8 p.m. And we really want people to come out and share their perspective. We want them to learn about what we're trying to address. 
and we want them to give us their thoughtful feedback. We want to put something, if anything, on the ballot to address these issues that we think the community could also support. This is a community resource. It's one of the biggest community resources that we have um, in the entire school district. Obviously, high school is a large facility. It serves a lot of people. And, you know, this is, the th- this is really the third high school that Northfield has had going all the way back to the beginning of the community. So, you know, we had the small uh, school that was over actually right near where they built the new school, the vo- mm-hmm. which is now the White Center. And then, of course, in the mid-60s, we opened uh, the, the high school here on Division Street. So um, we just have some work to do, and we want you to share your feedback so that your elected representatives of the school board can make the best decision that they can in putting something on the ballot that both addresses the needs and as well as making sure can have some community support. A Superintendent Hillman, anything else you'd like to mention, either about last night's meeting or anything that's going on within the school district? You know, Jeff, I just want to thank our community because I think we all know there is lots going on in the world, Jeff, right? There's a ton of things that are going on outside of Northfield that uh, captures our attention each day. And I just, I know that the school district, we're going to keep doing what we can every day to make this delightful and beautiful small part of the world the best that it can be for our kids, for our families, and for our broader community. So just thanks to Northfield for making us so special because it's a it's a good place to be. It's a refuge, really, um, in this broader uh, challenges that we face as, as a society. So thanks to KYMN for helping create informed democratic citizens and just keep being involved, folks. Thank you so much. Much appreciated. Uh, and uh, the best to you as far as snow days goes. We haven't had any snow. F- I, I'm sure. None today. Can and- you please edit that out? <laughs> Don't you have a button? That's. I think there's some kind of button we press so that there's a delay, well, yeah. right? No snow days yet. And hopefully we can get through the whole year without uh, having to get up at uh, 2 o'clock in the morning and drive around. It can snow from Saturday night through Sunday morning, right? That's what it can do. Every week, if it wants to snow from late Saturday night until mid-Sunday, I'm fine with that. Yeah. Well, in five weeks, pitchers and catchers report. So you got it. We'll count the days. Matt, thank you. My pleasure. Superintendent of Schools, Dr. Matt Hillman.